to another episode of Future Barn, a podcast that is uh, quickly just becoming my place um, to stash proof that I'm alive. Uh, more and more, I find myself disinterested and disengaged with social media, which I think is a fine idea. Um, and so this feels sometimes like the only internet presence I have, and I think I'm okay with that. So today I'm taking a break from doing the poetry podcast um, to to have a conversation with a friend again. And this one's a, a repeat guest. My friend Zach's back on, Zach Hunter. Um, we've been best friends uh, since we were 13, besides a couple year gap in our uh, early 20s uh, where we had a falling out, which is mostly my fault. Um and but otherwise we we've spent the last 20 years of our life playing sports together watching sports together um and specifically uh Pacers basketball and the NBA uh so I wanted as the season gets rolling I wanted to have Zach on and have a conversation about um things we're noticing things we're excited about um, hopes for the Pacers, and then just some goofy conversation sprinkled throughout about uh, James Harden's favorite snack cakes, about hairdos in the NBA, all that kind of stuff. Um, oh. Yeah, and so um, this is that. Zach and I talking about that, uh, talking about the NBA. I I know this won't be for everyone, and that's okay. I think this podcast is not for everyone. Um, but like I said, it is a place for me um, to uh, publicly uh, express myself, and I think this is um, a good example of that. So if you do like basketball, I hope you enjoy listening. If you don't like basketball, maybe you listen and learn something. Um, but I think more importantly is the example of two good buds just chatting about something that they mutually love. Um, so I hope you have that in your life as well. Take care.
All right. So we just watched the Pacers get their first win um, after two one-point losses. Yes. And random stat of Zach hates random stats, and one of the announcers said that they're the first team since 1955 to lose their first two games by one point. How do you feel about that stat, Zach? It seems uh, totally maybe unimportant. <laughs> Just thrown out numbers, I guess. Um, but we got our first win. Uh, so I think so. The way Zach and I kind of did this was we we each came up with eleven questions. So total, we have twenty two questions for the twenty two season um, for the NBA this year. And so I, you know, I just thought it'd be a fun opportunity for two uh, buds to chit chat about. Basketball. Zach and I talk about basketball all the time, and so we're putting this out in the world. Um, but I think the best – let's start with my question is, uh, which teams are you most ex- uh, stoked to see the Pacers play this year? Um, I feel like three of them kind of have already had the first three. Yeah. The Hornets, the Wizards, and the Heat are well, all – it's always fun to watch them in what are going to be tight games. Yeah. But it's also like I like watching them win. Yeah. So Yeah, and I Those feel, are fun ones, but I feel like we're going to get we're going to see um and like as we talk more about like our rankings and everything, we're going to see that there's like this kind of clump in the middle of the East. Yeah. And agree. the Pacers are in and the Heat might be a little too good for that clump, but they could fall into that clump. And yeah. but the Wizards are in that clump. The Hornets, if they play well, are in that clump. The Knicks and probably Bulls. the Hawks and the Bulls and all that with the Pacers and maybe the Celtics. And so any of those teams is because to see what the Pacers are actually made of. But what's weird is with the Pacers, we often lose to teams that we shouldn't lose to. Right, and, like the Raptors, or like. Why? Yeah, or like the, the Wizards without Bradley Beal last yeah, night. Yeah, right. Why are we losing that? But then we'll like we just beat a team that should be much better. Heat. Well, that not much be, better, but uh, they didn't have Kyle Lowry. But still, you know, and there's these moments where we'll like we always seem to like we'll play well against like the Lakers for some reason, or right? Like, um, stuff like that. So, but the game I was most excited for was the game I was going to take you to for your birthday. And I'm still taking you to for your birthday, but it has different significance. We're going to go see the Pelicans in November. Um, and I love Zion Williamson. Uh, but And this is the second time we've tried to see Zion play the Pacers. And the second time he's been injured for it. This is the same thing happened with me with Derrick Rose. You were trying to see I Derrick Rose? I tried seeing him with the Bulls like two or three times. He was supposed to play to all of them, and he didn't. And then I think... Wait, where did he go after the Bulls? Oh, he was he was injured with the maybe it might be the Cavs. Oh yeah, I saw them play the Cavs, and yeah. he was injured in that one too. So I missed him again. Yeah, but um, yeah. So I I put the, the Nuggets. Then you put the Nuggets. I like I don't know. I like the idea of Jokic versus Sabonis. Okay, I mean Jokic is gonna outperform him, but. Sabonis is kind of like a Jokic light. Yeah. So it's a good thing to like that, measure him against. That, that is fun. Because both good passers, rebounders, shooters. Uh, yeah. I mean, Jokic, I think, is on another level. but No, I, I, like, I really like that. And um, 
yeah, and kind of what what our certain players look like against yeah certain yeah like tonight was really interesting with like Brogdon at the end was guarding Jimmy Butler and they were kind of dueling it out at the end and kind of seeing that um yeah that's awesome I love that answer um yeah I love I love Jokic I mean really this year almost every game is going to be good yeah they're going to play because most teams are great this year that's what we were Trying to come up with, it, or that's something we kind of kept talking about as we were coming up with these, was the parody in the NBA is amazing. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of sucks because our team is always going to kind of fall towards the middle to the end yeah. of that, um, just based on the market. Right. Um, well, but even we, we get to see it. Yeah. yeah. Well, even games against like the bad teams. It's like we like we said they play to the level of whoever they're playing, so they're usually going to be entertaining games for the most part. So can't imagine too many of them being boring. So right, I mean they've been three close, exciting games so far. Lose by one, go to overtime. Lose by one, right. go to overtime again. So and and then whip the pants off of the Heat in overtime, which is great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of entertainment, I think. What about your next question? That I was thinking about your question of uh, what's one change to the game for more entertainment purposes. Well, you've been you were just, just debating yeah. what to do with this. Well, I I didn't want to do anything that's too off the wall. Yeah, like, like I think the four point line, a little too off the wall. Like, I mean, a lot of it's like little things that I wouldn't really want to do. I think it'd be fun. They shorten the shot clock, twenty four to eighteen. Whoa! Speed up the play. I, I, I don't think you this. need to speed it up, which is why I don't know. Not sure it's that great of an idea, but I, I think most of the other ones are a little too extreme. But I don't want to do something as simple as like give them a coach's challenge until they miss one. Like that's that's <laughs> yeah, that's like a yeah. I don't know. I have seen that's the a co- boring old dad's answer. Uh, kind of like in the NFL, right? If you if you win both your coaches' challenge, you get another one. Yeah, or something which like it should that. be. I, I think it should and be get them until you miss at least. You, yeah, you don't lose. Yeah, you don't lose. You it. could be right fifteen times. Right. Why should you be penalized for that? But yeah, I mean, it slows down the play. But um, one thing I was thinking about, I was thinking about watch. Did you watch much of the Olympics basketball? Uh, I saw a little bit here and there. I watched highlights. I, so I was thinking, you know, they use FIBA rules, and I was thinking about. I kind of like some of those rules, like. Well, one I think is really interesting is the differences in uh, goaltending. Oh. So it's like it can be touching the rim and then you can smack it off. And like that makes it – because the game's already so up in the air. It's so vertical now mm-hmm. with how high everyone can jump and all the dunking and all that. That, that kind of makes it really fun, some of that shot blocking in that way. Or And there's also with the way the game's refereed. So – in FIBA, there's only two refs instead of three, and you only get five fouls instead of six, and they don't really call as many ticky-tack fouls, and yeah. it's just a little more bump and grind. And and so I think kind of those two kind of give it the I, – so I always like the Olympics, and for whatever reason, the Olympics too, you know, you have these teams really pushing a yeah. team full of NBA All-Stars with, like, Ricky Rubio as your point guard, you know, right. like – and you're like – or Luka Doncic with – no one, no one playing yeah. against. But yeah. it's like, I mean, I but I feel like that's the thing where they just like want it more in that situation. Because yeah. I think the Americans just think they're going to skate to victory, which 
Yeah, yeah. They kind of do. But right? some of those rules for me, I was yeah. like, that could be fun. I don't know. I don't really know exactly what I would be, but like, I just can't stand the end of an NBA game when it's close. And it's like, I mean, I know something like the Elam ending. Which so why it, not the Elam ending? But that? I don't know. That feels gimmicky still. But what is what is the Elam ending? I keep always it's forgetting. That, it's you have like your first. Well, like they when they do in the All Star game, the first quarter, whoever wins, they get some money for charity. Yeah, yeah. And they keep those scores. Or no, they. I think they might clear them or whatever. Second quarter, whoever wins got money for charity. But then in the third quarter, you. So let's say the East is beaten. Well, okay, that's a lie. The West is obviously beating the East. Yeah. And if they're up, I think ninety to eighty-five. I think you add twenty-four points on top of the okay. high scoring team after the end of the third. Yeah, period. and then the so it's a first to one fourteen. Yeah, and because my the only problem I have so with it's basically the game, whatever the leading team is at the end of the third quarter. I think it's plus twenty-four. The plus twenty-four is that was now for Kobe Bryant that yeah. one of the teams has to get to. Yeah, in the fourth quarter to end the game, and there's no clock. They ought to make you have to hit it exactly. Or you go back. No, that's not cool. No, but like, I just, I, I mean, watching the last two minutes of a tie basketball game is like, when it's that exciting and it should, well, maybe not that close, but if it's like four points off to where yeah. you start playing the foul game, it's just kind of boring because yeah. it's supposed to be excitement at the end of the game, not. Well, and what's exciting about slow. that too is what I like. I jokingly talk about the big three the basketball league and they you know they played a 50 and one of their arguments is why you know having that set score is so fun is that there's always a game winning shot yeah which is fun is all which is always fun right someone it's always exciting someone hits that that that's a new stat you can count the game yeah it's a new set you count so um maybe the eliminating is it but that is rat you mentioned that radically changes basketball right that changes stats. That changes mm-hmm. games would probably be shorter. Yeah, and I don't know what you would do in the fourth quarter because, I mean, how many times do you see people score twenty four points in four or five minutes, and now it's over? <laughs> yeah. Well, and yeah, honestly, yeah. the stupid stuff like they're going to want more advertising. The game to, I mean, that's the one good thing for the NBA when the game stretches that long is more commercial breaks, so they make more money. But yep, it's like I don't know. You yeah. can't. The end of the game should be exciting always. That is, I mean, I don't know how you can't always make it exciting when teams running away with it necessarily. But yeah, yeah. As many games as can be exciting should be. So for, for sure, for sure. But now that just feels a little too gimmick. I don't know what exactly else you could do to speed it up, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but um, we're. I don't think we're gonna change. We're gonna. Uh, Change the game of basketball, but I I like yeah I like the eliminating. Yeah, in uh, case you're listening, Adam Silver. Yeah, I do like the elim. Yeah, I think it's fun. Um, what's a let's see what's another good question from my list. Um, oh, I think because you know talking about the Pacers last year we had um, Nate Bjorkren as our coach, and it seemed like within a couple months everyone had kind of turned on him. Yeah, and so I had a question: Was what new coach um, will get the big eye roll like Bjorkren got last year? Um, so one option could be, I, I'll run through candidates. So it could be the new Pacers coach Rick Carlisle, could be the Pelicans coach Willie Green, uh, the Udoku guy with the Celtics, Jason Kidd in Dallas, Steve Nash with the Nets, maybe. Um, 
uh, yeah, but those were the ones that I could think of. Because I think some of the other new coaches, yeah, probably aren't going to be kind of in the spotlight in the same way yeah. um, as those guys. But well, what do you? I think the obvious answer is kid, isn't it? That's what I would say, probably. Just because of I, Luca, I think is. I mean, they made it sound like he was had a little weird relationship a with Carlisle. So yeah. I feel like if he's not like if they're just not tailoring things his way all the time, yeah, maybe he'll. I don't know. Get and he's to probably going to get sick of playing by himself. Yeah, like like him and a bunch of guys. Yeah, well, and I mean they're going to lose a good handful of games that he's going to go and be thirty five, ten and ten in, and, and then, be like, "Can I get some help?" Yeah, and then and then you got a coach that doesn't seem to be very good at coaching. No. It's like the NBA forgot that, that he, he was, that he didn't do well in and Brooklyn he's or in Milwaukee, yeah. and um, yeah, and they like have forgotten, and they're just like, oh, Jason, like we love Jason Kidd in Dallas, and they gave him the job, and um, yeah, it was very very odd and choice, and I just wonder, yeah, he just doesn't seem very like the first couple games, you know, we cheated and we uh, we're doing this. A couple games in the season, and he just doesn't seem like he makes adjustments very well. Right. And um, well, I feel like I get the same vibe I got from Mark Jackson. It's like his team's okay. Like when he's with the Bucks, like the team's okay, but like they move on to a new coach, and all of a sudden they just like take a huge leap forward. It, and it, I think I don't necessarily think that was player development. I think that had more to do with the coach coming in and just being the more, X's and O's, yeah, and understanding way, yeah. what's going on, yeah. But. So yeah, he's definitely seems like like Luca's gonna let something slip in like a press conference yeah. about like not Wouldn't getting along. Long. Yeah. Which ideally though, that should Jason Kidd is a great like like Luca already has the scoring he already has that scoring yeah. capability, but the kind of like running the game and Controlling the pace. The That's should like know kid should yeah. ha- be the perfect mentor right. for him, but <laughs> we but we could see it not going well. Um, I, I don't think the Steve Nash one's a terrible answer either. I, he's very that could go bad. I think he's very well respected there, but unless they're like clearly front runners, I mean that's like no if they need to be the first. But what if the they lose team, some games? Yeah, so that's what I always wonder. And you have a lot of ego on that team. Yeah, like Kyrie Irving doesn't seem to mind throwing anyone under the bus <laughs> so i wouldn't be shocked if he did he believes in something really yeah. passionately he's just not yeah. clear what yeah <laughs> well i'm like i mean james harden like what's going i don't know if he cares i don't know if know if he cares i don't know i don't know if kevin i, I can't see i can't imagine kevin durant even getting mad at him i don't know but it's, but it's like it just feels like a lot up in he's the still a new coach yeah 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 and like I mean, about the best situation a new coach could have had. Yeah. But, nah, I don't know. I just, I don't know, know, man. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I'm Um, not sure any of them are going to get that much heat from the players, but, I mean, Carlisle shouldn't. He should be well-respected here, but. I mean, he's got a championship. Yeah. So, you're like that. Um Udoku has like Brad Stevens is still like right there. Yeah. And, like I chose And this he'll guy. probably still get the blame if and I things chose, go wrong. Yeah, yeah, I chose this guy and yeah. I just think it's kid I just think Lu- yeah. Luca it, 
like everyone's saying Luca's going to be MVP. Luca's this and that. Yeah. And like, and they could easily be the eight seed. They could. I wouldn't yeah. be shocked. Yeah. Easy. Um. Oh, so I guess actually you know, we, we said we're just going to pepper in like our rankings and our uh and our awards and stuff. And so that that's a good place to think about coach of the year. Coach of the year. Coach of the year. I'm going to go with mainly because I have this team real high up yeah. in what's considered the better, better division. Yeah. I'm going to pick Mike Malone. Mike Malone of the Nuggets. Nuggets, yeah. I feel like he's got a good chance. Okay. The team should be good. Jamal Murray's gone, so if they can continue to be good yeah. near the top. I like this pick. I think he's got a good chance. And, I mean, I don't really know what more Jokic could do, but Porter could be moving up, which is, you know, foreshadowing one of my awards. But, yeah. like, I don't know. I just think they got a chance. Being, I think they're... They remind me a lot of the Jazz, where I feel like they're going to both just win a ton of games. So yeah. If you win a ton of games in the West, then that's about what you need. When I feel like the Nuggets, their expectation might be a, a, a little low yeah. because of the Murray injury. Yeah, so if he's... So if he if they're better than expected, yeah. then... Well, because yeah. it's going to be one of the top teams, and I don't think it's necessarily going to be like Nash, because Nash isn't going to get the credit. The credit's yeah. going to go to Kevin and James and well, maybe Kyrie. But see, my... I wonder, sometimes the coach of the year has, like, a narrative to it. Yeah. You know? Like, another one that could really win it could be, like, Nate McMillan. Like, he oh, came in yeah. last year, and then he... That's not and a bad if, one, And yeah. if they're, like, the third... But I picked Nash as mine, actually, because I was, like, if he can juggle everything, yeah. like we just talked about, like, if he can juggle all the egos and all the stars and all the X-stars and all that, um, and get them in that... And it's like under they like won sixty games. They win yep. sixty games. It's like well, and he hand, handled all that and the Kyrie situation. Right. And so if so that that's my pick is Steve Nash. Uh, but I also just really like Steve Nash. You know, we right. grew up in the Suns, Suns era, and I I love Steve Nash. And one time, um, this guy who could dunk compared me to Steve Nash at the Ball State basketball court. Wait, me. And yeah, it wasn't it was you. Me. You weren't the dunker. Oh, and uh, I was and I was like Oreo cakester. I was like, this is awesome. Um, well, speaking of, you just mentioned Oreo cakesters, um, and we were talking about hard in there. I think another question I like of yours is, uh, what is James? And this is random. What is James Harden's favorite snack cake? And so now we're getting the really important parts yeah. of NBA culture. Um, <laughs> what was, what did you come up with? You were looking at list of snack cakes. Yeah, I looked at the top ten. We had some disagreements. Based on what? I don't know. Some random website, <laughs> but it was uh, maybe it was set. No, nah, it couldn't be in sales. I don't I don't agree with some of those. But it was basically the top ten. We had some disagreements on whether something should be considered a snack cake. Yes. You said no to nutty bars. I said no to Oreo cakesters. But I went with. At first, this one, this answer came to my head because it's my favorite snack cake. Then, <laughs> what a homer. <laughs> then I finally was like, well, I see how it could work. I picked a strawberry shortcake. Ooh, like. It's like wait, the little is that a roll. snack cake that comes? Oh, yeah. yeah it's, it's like the, the roll, roll with the strawberry and a little bit of like yeah. the cream flavor in it. Yeah. But it sounded the closest to a stripper's name. <laughs> so I figured that would be fitting for James Harden that. That's what he'd be the most into. Nice. I did a little research for mine. So James Harden oh, owns a restaurant in Houston called yes. 13. I don't know why it's called that. But 
their best looking uh, dessert on their menu fits kind of in this. And it's a fresh in-house baked coconut macaroon over ice cream with 24 karat gold flakes. So not a strawberry shortcake. <laughs> so my answer is that. That's I'm, a little fancy. Uh, that, I bet James Harden will eat that. When Wait, do you not know why it's called 13? Or was that a joke? That's oh, his number. That's his number. Yeah. I assume that's why. <laughs> Maybe it's an unlucky number thing. I wonder if that's why you picked that. Well, I'm a dumbass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Michael Jordan's right. I always forget that his, 40, his number 45. is 13. Um, but yeah, I I think I'm always interested in what uh, athletes, when they start like restaurants, what the, the food's like. Yeah. Or like what they... Or like, when, like I, I feel like he probably didn't have much input. It's probably like they probably said, "What kind of food do you like?" This, okay, and they're like, "We're gonna sprinkle it with gold flakes." And he's yeah. like, "That sounds dumb." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or that was his one suggestion. It's gotta have gold. <laughs> just, just gold flakes. All yeah. the all the food has gold flakes yeah. on it. <laughs> um. All right. I guess sticking with that, back on my list. Uh, can anyone beat the next the Nets slash Buck? Um, and because to me, it's those two teams. It was those two teams last year, clearly. Right. Whichever team came out of that was going to win the championship and out of that semifinal series. And yeah, and that was this, that seems to be the way it's heading. Those seem like they're going to be the one and two teams in the East. Um, and the West is so strange. Right. With injuries and with new combos and whatever. So yeah, Zach, can anyone beat the Nets slash Bucks? If we if you have to take Nets, Bucks, or the field for the championship. Mm. Who's your championship pick? Championship pick is the Nets. So But it's I mean it's as simple as I'm like I'm not hundred percent sure that they need Kyrie, but he'll obviously help. Yeah. And I think they might be able to do it without him. So with him, you know, increase their chances. So I think it's, I honestly think it's as simple as, because they, they should have won last year with no Kyrie, hurt Harden. And now if Harden's back, I almost feel like those two by themselves could do it. And they're a little deeper than they last year. deeper. And they, yeah, if Kyrie's there, I don't know how they couldn't win. So I would say it's definitely the Nets. Unless, I mean, there's plenty of teams... I don't necessarily think I put the Bucks. Like I would say the Bucks probably are number two, but like I think the Nets are three steps above number two. Oh, and my and then gosh. I think I think there are teams that are closer to the Bucks. Like the, I mean, I don't really know anything of the Lakers yet. And I mean, like we said, we're a couple games in the season. They're zero and two right now. So <laughs> right, um, they're last but in the West. It's that's a team that can easily do it. Mm-hmm. And they have plenty of experience. I'm just, I don't know if the age is ever going to finally catch up with them, but like that, I mean, you have teams like the Trailblazers. Damian Lillard could win the NBA Finals by himself. Right. Like, if they I just, just, I think they get hot for teams, but yeah. it's just, I think the only thing you get in the Nets way are going to be injuries. Because I think even if you have ego problems, if you have stuff like that, I th- don't think any of that matters. I think they're that good. Yeah. I mean, I think they could be the greatest. I don't know if they're going to finish the best record, but. I don't think it's absurd to say this might be the greatest team of all time. Wow. Because I think they're... I mean, if you look at them, if you want to compare them to the 
warriors who a lot of people were considering the greatest team of all time. Yeah. You got Kevin on both. He's pretty much the same. Yeah. You have Steph versus Kyrie. Give it to Steph. Steph but and Harden. Harden is better than the third player on their team, Clay yeah, or yeah. whoever. Yeah. So, and the depth is better. I mean, they were yeah. giving David Simil- West minutes. And similar where they bring in the guys yeah. who used to Older be really guys. good. Or, but um, I mean, like Patty Mills, that's a great pickup. It's great. When Patty Mills is like maybe your eighth or ninth best player, yeah. it's a good situation. Well, and now they're really mm. lucky about that too because with Kyrie out, yeah. you Patty Mills can just slide right in right. and he's not afraid and he's, so, and he's mature. And I he think knows. Kevin just has to stay healthy, and which he's had injury concerns, so that would be my only cause why I can't see they don't win yeah. otherwise. I, I want to take a second to stand up for the Bucks because I think – they're the champions, so they've proved it. I know Kevin's Durant's foot was on the line. I know the Lakers were hurt. I know that Chris Paul was kind of hurt, that was seemingly hurt in the finals. I know all that. Um, but they won the championship. Giannis, that closeout game, was like nothing I've ever seen. I've been watching basketball since I was six years old. I've never seen anything like that in a closeout game like that. Um, especially when like the man is like uh, criticized constantly for his free throw shooting, and then f- has the closeout game and he shoots like seventeen for nineteen, right. like moments like that where it's just. Uh, and then the way that team came together with Bobby Portis's strange contribution, and you know Drew and uh, Chris Middleton being like great complimentary stars, uh, and like playing above their kind of pay grade in some ways um i think they're the team to beat until the nets beat them and i think the nets can beat them and should beat them but i think until we see that that's why i put them together Uh, well i mean Giannis is obviously the biggest mismatch in nba yeah he has been for a long time but no one can guard him but i just i don't know i feel like when like I've seen more of him in big moments. I feel like they can lock him down eventually more than I've seen him like take off. And I don't mean lock down like he's not scoring at all, but like they're slowing him down. Like I mean, when they played in the bubble, the heat just blew him away at first. Right. And then I mean, he got injured, but they were down. I think three one. We went down, so uh-huh. they weren't going to win. Yeah, anymore. yeah. And they would just took care of him. And I think it's just. They just need to shut da- shut him down going inside, turn him into a jump shooter if you can, and you like your chances. And I just have this thing with Chris Middleton. I don't know what it is. <laughs> He's always much better than I'll ever give him credit for. But I think it's because you look at him and watch him play, and he just feels boring yeah, and, like, efficient. Yeah, yeah. But it's also that creepy efficient. Like, he doesn't, like, you don't, you'll rarely see, like, Damian Lillard type games out of him. But every time you look at the score, it's like, 21 points and like eight rebounds or like they're yeah, always yeah, yeah. very like good games but they're not like blow you out of the water games usually so yeah yeah they're um, not too flashy besides Giannis so it's like I don't know I mean they're good so they have a chance yeah so I guess that's where like something like you mentioned Miami and like Miami has the bodies and the kind of the def- the team defense kind of thing to throw at Giannis or to throw yeah. at the Nets um, or the 76ers if they had Ben Simmons. Right. Like, if you could, because then you have like Thibault, 
Danny Green and Ben Simmons. Yeah, trying to slow him down. And you throw them three at him or at and the, then Embiid the can Nets protect big the three. Too. Yeah, and yeah, and you have Embiid. Um, they have a chance, but I just you know with that that situation's way too shaky. Yeah, the Heat. I don't know health, and I don't know like Lowry's health and um, and Jimmy and Butler how they'll come together. Like, uh, and the Hawks, who I love, yeah, they're uh, are just too young. That I just don't think they're talented at the wazoo, but they're just too young. And in the West, I'm like, I don't know what to make of the Lakers, the Jazz. They win right, and they win the regular season. Regular season, and the Suns like. We, I think we saw them have their shot. Yeah, and they, they just feel, it just, and I think it's because, you know, they just came out of nowhere last year. That's kind of like you feel like they're going to come back down a little yeah. bit. And it makes you a little nervous. Yeah. Like, but I, see, I'm like, I'm curious, what are the Warriors going to do? What are the Trailblazers going to do? There's like yeah. so many teams that it's like, I could see them having a shot at it, but yeah. it's like, mm. But doesn't it seem like it comes down to like, the guy it's yeah. my guy versus that is what it ultimately comes down to yeah. is my guy versus your guy it's yeah. lebron versus yeah but it's like well know. see that's why i always feel yeah. unfair with damian Lillard because i feel like he's on their level but those guys also have another guy who's really they always had that guy and he never has any but in the McCollum's end fine but, in the end yeah. right and that ties me to one of your questions that I, I thought was a great question was any play who do you trust you need you need just a random play, so say it's. You, I mean, it's your question, but you, yeah. you're like. Need a rebound? Oh, you got to get a rebound to get a shot off. But you, you don't know what shot. the play is, but it's going right. to be a play. I Defense, need a pass. It. I need someone to pass, shoot, anything. So, like the classic answer would be someone like Bird, right? Who has the skill set and who's like crafty and always in the game and yeah. in the play. Um, but I think that's what we're talking about uh, yeah. with this and. My answer is not going to be surprising based on what I've already said. Is I think it's Giannis because he is—he's just an otherworldly, um, like athlete who constantly surprised uh, surprises me with his uh, like actual basketball skills. Like sometimes the passes yeah. he makes and like that, and like the reading the def- or like reading the off like offensive sets and like making plays on the help side and all that is just like just seems otherworldly to me um that that all that talent is in that one guy uh yeah. and he's just i mean he grew three inches after he got drafted it's right. like what is going on yeah well i mean you said your answer was obvious mine's probably even more obvious this turns out may not have been the greatest question ever because like i i do it's like you don't want to pick the most obvious like it's like you don't want to pick the nets to win because it's yeah, too yeah, obvious yeah, yeah, yeah. but i feel like it has to be lebron like oh yeah, he'll chase anyone down from behind. He can yeah pass. He you can think shoot. He still he has can rebound. It, though. Uh, yeah, I think so. You think for one play, one play? Because like, boom. Yeah. If it's the game is online, but the only thing like I I mean I wouldn't necessarily I pick other people to maybe shoot above him. Yeah, yeah. But if it's like a steal, he can steal. He can block. He can pass. He can shoot. He can but rebound. He look good shooting. Yeah. the first couple. He does games. basically everything. Yeah, and that's the only thing I would say. I think Giannis has like a ceiling that's higher on a lot of these things, but yeah. I mean, he's not going to really make a pass like LeBron or like. But if, he's a surprisingly good passer. Yeah. If I mean, if I had to get somebody to definitely, I just slam dunk a ball. I'd pick him. Well, and that's the thing is, I feel like one play 
he can, if you're like I need a bucket. Yeah. He can get there. That's oh, I definitely probably pick him for that. And and stretch. Um, and so I think it kind of ties into with my question of who is the best basketball player in the world, and that like is the best basketball player in the world the person that can get you that play? Is it the MVP or is it just something like the best basketball player? I don't know. It's a weird question because like our question with like the who in the final moment. Yeah. My second answer behind, I mean, I was I had Giannis in my mind, but for the any my, play, yeah, yeah, I was thinking someone like Jimmy Butler. Yeah, but I would not put Jimmy Butler near what I consider the best basketball player in the world. He just he makes plays, but yeah, I mean, there's also times that he scores 11 points, and it's like, where was he? But that's why I like that MVP thing because every like, you know how every year there's like sneaky like like last year was Chris Paul's like. Is Chris Paul like a top five MVP candidate? Right. And you and you like that happens. I think it happens with like Jimmy Butler before, mm-hmm. where you're like, is Jimmy Butler an MVP? Like, because yeah. he is valuable, right? And um, and yeah, and with all the talent in the league, I just always, I mean, listen to this. This is the top ten players I think, and Kawhi's not right here because he's hurt, but in no particular order: Giannis, Durant, Steph, Luca. LeBron, Harden, Jokic, Embiid, Dame, Anthony Davis. Yeah. You can give... That's about right. Yeah. If you give, like, 20 NBA fans that list and say, order these, they I guarantee they're all drastically different. Yeah. Cause, because those are all, like... Those all feel like guys who could be, like, MVP candidates. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm like... Now, I think I do think there might be like a tier of a few of them that I would put above the rest. Yeah, traditionally, and I think LeBron James is—is is he going is, down? He might be dropping out of it, but I think for that, and then this was my answer for it, is Kevin Durant. Yeah, is who I would pick as the best basketball player. Yeah, I think him and Giannis are probably, but like I don't know, like I feel that way. But then like people like Embiid, but I just feel like Embiid being as big as is, he can't. He like those other two guys are huge too. Yeah. But they have slightly different skill sets in them. They yeah, can do yeah. everything. He's just a monster inside. But but some but some of like his footwork and his like yeah. I watched him last night and like he would make some of these like kind of Duncan esque like turnaround yeah like you know fade away off the off the backboard and you're just like yeah you're like seven two mm-hmm. <laughs> like like yeah. what's going on and yeah and that's what's really amazing and. That's why I don't think, like, a question like MVP, like, what, you know, if I like Giannis or Durant as the, because I think, again, those are the two that we saw, like, it was clear that was the matchup, those two yeah. going head to head, that was like, this is going to determine the fate of the universe. Yeah, well, and that might be the, right now. an MVP potential thing this year. It's like they're chasing after each other, Nets want their revenge. Brooklyn, it's like if they keep going back and forth all yeah, season yeah. long, yeah. and you get to a point where you're looking at like which one's going to get the number one seed, I could see one of them getting it. But uh, but I still go back to who's the best player on the best team, and I think um, there's a good chance the Nets are going to be the best regular season team, yeah. just because of all the we- all the things we've already talked about. And so I would, if I Marcus had to Aldridge? put money on it. I would say, yeah, yeah. LaMarcus Aldridge for MVP. Um, but no, Durant uh, for MVP. Uh, 
Because what's weird is Embiid and Doncic have the highest. Wait, for negative. MVP or best player in the world? Oh, best player in the world. I'm Giannis. You're okay. Durant. You're Giannis. I'm Durant. Okay. But for MVP, MVP. I'm going Durant. Um, because of the team stuff. But what's interesting is Doncic and uh, Embiid are the top odds in Vegas for MVP. Doncic and Embiid. I think they're expecting the Mavericks to climb. And if they get a top four seed, I think he's got a chance. If they're lower in that, I don't think he's going to. And again, it's yeah. like story. But he does it's it all. story yeah. thing. It's like, it's like, you know, like Giannis kind of won his first one a little early. Yeah. Like he actually probably should have won, la- like last year could have been a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, but they kind of do that. And so I think they're kind of predicting that too. Yeah. Uh, but the Embiid thing is just, I I love Embiid, but like the I want to see you play a full a season. Full season mm-hmm. And I want to, and if we're going no Simmons, I want to see this. I want to yeah. see how this works out because I'm not, you know, they always talk about the fit with Simmons. I'm like, but Simmons is an incredible defender and an incredible playmaker. Those are great things to have. Yeah. Um, with an MVP candidate. Well, I, but who do you have for MVP? Um, I mean, I see. I'm thinking because I'm trying to think of the storyline. Who this guy's likable? Uh-huh. He should like his team was a little lower last year, so they can climb up the ranks. He's going to be doing it mostly himself. I think he's gonna break a record this year. I think it's gonna be Steph. Yeah, he's definitely breaking the three point. He's like a hundred and thirty. I think three pointers. But you think he's he, gonna break he, the he, single check day? Check this out. What is the single game? I think it's 12? Clay, and I think it's like thirteen. Mm. I think Steph had it with twelve, and I think Clay beat him with thirteen. But he, no, here's my bold prediction: Steph Curry will break the single game three point record okay. this year. He will break the season. Three-point record this year and yeah. the career this year. That would be All great. three. The trifecta. And he'll win the MVP. And, and they're going to be the... I put them at the four seed. They'll be the four seed. Yeah, okay. But I think four is high enough for him because the people above them have full teams, and he's doing a lot of it on his own. Yeah. And he... Is it going to be that shocking? I also he, have them at the four seed. Is it going to be shocking if he averages forty close to 40 this year? I just if they get up, I know they like to bench him and give him. But a yeah, he was spot. at thirty-two last year. Yeah, and uh, uh, maybe not actually 40. 35. I could see him getting thirty-five though. Yeah, yeah, and they're gonna climb. So I feel like it could be. I like the I like the story of it too. The narrative yeah. of it. Clay's still out. He's having to do it alone again. Yep. And if he can climb them from eight to four, or wait, were they eight? Or, no, they were nine. What seed were they? No, they were eight, and then they got dropped in the first game by the Grizzlies, right? No, they no, played Lakers. the Lakers. No, yeah. they got dropped by the Lakers, and yeah. then they got beat by Remember the Grizzlies. Remember LeBron hit that game winner. That's right, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. Should be some good games. Yeah. Between them all. Should be some good ones. Um. Well, it's funny to bounce back to your questions because your questions are so much more, uh, like, irreverent than mine. Well, they were interesting, but I just didn't come with interesting answers. Um, Probably should have picked more basic questions. Well, what's a good one off yours? Let's see. Um, I want to talk about best hair. Because, <laughs> um, Yeah. I uh, so Zach wanted us to talk about best hair. Yeah, so you who's got the best hair? Yeah, 
Well, it's a weird question because I don't really actually think overly adventurous hair is something I like. Uh, overly but, adventurous hair. Is, yeah. I love it. That's a category that's, of yeah. hair. But I'd still, I, I don't know. I like Malcolm Brogdon's hair. Uh-huh. I like the little spiky with the little fade. Yeah. But Jimmy Butler in the bubble did it better. Because he had that like really wild mustache that was coming out, yeah, and made him look like he was like a Mario bad guy. Yeah, that's what I like. Or I like that. One of my favorite ones I've seen in a long time, mainly because it's more of a throwback, was Jalen uh, Jalen Brown's hair before he cut it short. Was it like the tall thing? Yeah, he had like the. I always call like it the, the square hair. It's yeah. it's a Will Smith yeah. fresh print. It's the picture. Yeah. When I was in first grade and I had to make my self-portrait, I gave myself that hair. And the picture, you like Fresh Prince. Yeah. Well, yeah. I had that, a striped shirt, genie shoes on because I loved Aladdin. Yep. And this piece of art is hanging at the school because you, it was... If anyone it won, wants to see it, it is there. It won Art of the Year. I saw it the other day. Um, it's terrible. My nose looked like a penis, though. <laughs> without Not a, in real life. In the picture without you did in first grade. It. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I... I wrote down Jimmy Butler because there's um, – I've noticed that that's, like, really popular right now is that kind of short dreads. Yeah. The short spiky dreads, like – or the short braids, like the John Morant. That's mm-hmm. really fu- – that, yeah. that was really cool too. But, you know, I think classic, like, ever my favorite hair is Dr. J's fro. Yeah. And so, so I think the fro is great. So I'm going to go with Jarrett Allen's fro. There you go. Um, I just love nice. that look. And the way, it, like, in on the basketball court is just really fun to watch. Like, you just see Jared Allen. Like, that's Jared yeah. Allen, you know, and all that. But I have to give a shout-out to my favorite non-Dr. J uh, type fro. Um, oh. No. Fro. Is Alfred Payton's old. Oh, yeah. Um, I call it waterfall hair. <laughs> yeah. But it's, like, it's the tall it's, Almost like Gerald off of Hey Arnold. It's falling over. But at the end, yeah, it's kind of yeah. falling over and also kind of turns into like a dread at the end and kind of falls out. You have to Google it. It's incredible. It's, yeah. it's, <laughs> it was the best. I don't know why he ever got rid of it. Um, but, but yeah, I'm going Jared Allen Fro. That's not a bad one. Also, yeah. That, we'll go with that one. Um, I'm shuffling over here. Uh, well, Jared Allen. Let's segue from that because he's a newish addition to the Cavaliers. Um, and so, what addition? Well, my my question was, which addition will most affect winning? I think that like I don't I don't know. how did you go how did you think about this because there's different right there's like rookies there's like wild card kind of vet like things are coming there's like the big the big changes like Westbrook or the injuries coming back and stuff like that. How were you thinking about well, it? Well, I, w- I mean, I looked at it as like, all right, I went and looked like, okay, what players moved? Mm-hmm. And it's like Westbrook's probably the biggest name, but that team was going to win a bunch without him. So yeah. I'm not sure he, like, yeah. and at times I think he may actually lose a few for him because he's, you know, he's Russell Westbrook. He wins games and he loses games. Yeah. It's the best way to describe him. Um, but he's going to be the one to do it. Well, maybe not with this team, but traditionally that's what he does. Um, but I, I think like best fit that's going to like up a team. But I, I, I think Kyle Lowry will help. 
Yeah. He'll push the the heat up a little bit, but I mean they were good too. So I don't know if he's going to really add to the win that much to the point where I I went ahead I put Rick Carlisle for the Pacers. I think he may help more because you well a lot's going to have to do with health, which we're okay. not starting out healthy. Yeah. But you know he's a more respectable coach. If they weren't listening to the old coach, yeah, just stuff like that can be enough to start pushing you towards wins, which. Yeah. I think both Lowry and Carlisle, in their own ways, for me, are this kind of the same thing. The hope is that they kind of there's already something really good going on in both of those places, and at, yeah. in the pay, and, but there needs to be this kind of like bow tied on it yeah. to like really cinch it together. And I think like the point guard leadership of Lowry could do that over there, and then Carlisle's like championship pedigree and kind of. Yeah. Like rallying the troops could be that for sure. Because there weren't a bunch of major chains, changes. No. So a lot of role players moving and stuff like that. But like, yeah. Like big names, I think most of them stayed put for the most part. Well, I think. Until Simmons may move or not. Yeah. But. I think for me, the two that I kept going back to were actually people coming back from injuries. And when and, when and how Clay Thompson yeah. comes back is huge. And I think for as a basketball fan, watching those guys play together is just with especially with the way I know you're not a big Draymond fan, but with the way he facilitates everything and the ball movement on that team with Steph and Clay is just so beautiful to watch as a fan. Um, even coming, I'm very bitter about when uh, Clay scored sixty on the Pacers in three quarters. Yeah, um, but I do love Clay and. So if he can come back early and healthy and ready to go, then that really changes that. Yeah. Um, and another one is DeAndre Hunter coming back uh, for the Hawks. And I think the Hawks is great. And they didn't have him for a lot of the end of the season. And he was averaging like 16, 17 points a game. And he's like their best wing defender. Yep. Um, and he was another, you know, we were falling in love with Chris Duarte and for the Pacers. And he was another one of those that they were like, Oh, you shouldn't draft him that high. He's like 22 years old already, right. blah, blah, blah. But he come in, he's like ready to go. Mm-hmm. He's like already has his like NBA body. He's like ready to, and he knows how to play defense. And um, so I love I love him. So I, I'm going to go with DeAndre Hunter slash Clay Thompson. Yeah. Um, they're both, I mean, they're bo- they both should help. I'm just like, the thing with Clay is I can't imagine. I know he's been out for as long as he has, but it's like he's not really known for like, you know, cutting or anything like he basically just hangs out. They pass in the ball and he hits a three. Yeah, he does. And he's not. I don't imagine he forgot how to shoot. Well, so there's that stat from that sixty point game. Oh, uh, where he dribbled like eight times or whatever. Yeah, or it, yeah. Like he or like or, the total or, amount of time he held the ball was like yeah was like less than two minutes. Yeah, the total amount of time he had the ball in his. Well, hands. And that's the thing. So if what, if he slowed down a little bit, as long as he can get the ball off, I think he should be fine. Yeah. Let's step run around for sure. Um, let's see. You know, before we get too much further in this, we should probably talk about best jerseys, which is one of your questions that I think we've talked about. Um, you know, we're both homers with the Pacers, so um, I gotta just shout out to the Pacers pinstripes. Um, I like. I mean, I I think. The the only Pacers jerseys I haven't liked are the ones before the ones they're currently wearing, like Paul George's first jersey. Oh, the ones those that are were boring. A lot of 
the gold. Well, they made them in gold, but the traditional the one's blue, but blue. it's just, it's boring. But it's got like I, one little stripe on it or yeah. something, yeah. But those were a little boring. And, but yeah, I love the Flo jerseys are the, great. Yeah. Historically, they have some of the greatest jerseys. I love the, the, the like Reggie Miller, Jalen Rose era, like pinstripe, pinstripe. When they first started doing the pinstripe. Yeah. And it's so, it's. But like. I have those shorts. I have it's them. So cur- I think their jerseys are still the best. You do. I like the little curve. It's the simple. Total, it's yeah. got like the nice little stripes on the short going down it. Yeah, they're nice. But so that's I, your answer. Yes. Currently, that's it. I put. I also added a few that I would consider my all-time favorite jerseys. Yeah, let's hear it. I got. Um, I put three of them. Yeah. But the Chicago Bulls cursive script early Jordan. Oh, early Jordan when early, it just says Chicago. Yeah, it says Chicago and it's written cursive black. I yeah. always thought that was a sharp one. Good. That's um, a good. That's a deep cut. I the like magic that. pinstripe jerseys yes. from Penny Hardaway. Yeah. That's a great jersey. And then I like I know that I they, just realized that the Pacers and that is like the same yeah. jersey. Just I just kind of like color. well cuz they they have the blue one, the black one and the white one. And all three of them look great. Yeah. And I'll tell you one I didn't like though. I never liked the black bulls with the red pinstripes. Oh, I always feel yeah. like the only time I've ever seen one wear one, it always seems to be a Rodman jersey. <laughs> That's whenever I think of a jersey, I think of someone wearing a Rodman jersey with it, and I'm like, why are you wearing this? But, yeah, that is amazing. Also, that's see, that's the interesting question when you can really look into who someone is by what Bulls jersey they get, or like when they have like yeah, a Bulls jersey, or just like in general when it's just like. When you have like, like a, you have someone like a Oklahoma City uh, Carmelo Anthony jersey. Yeah. And you're like, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who are you? But like, I just, I, f- I feel like you buy the Jordan, you know, it's the safest bet, he's the best player, whatever, you're a normal person. Yeah. Pippen, which is the one you would get. <laughs> yeah. Pippen, I, I don't know what I would think about a person that's Pippen. I was just going to get to the point of, uh, Oh yeah, go ahead. Who buys what? a Dennis what Rodman? Do you think? Yeah, who buys? Who buys a Dennis Rodman? People buy Pippen get mental attitude awards. <laughs> <laughs> I have a history. That's a joke. Scotty Pippen's great. Yeah. Also, one of the underrated all-time greatest NBA bodies. People always talk about uh, David Robinson. First of all, Scotty Pippen was Jack. No one ever gives him credit. He uh, was. So uh, no, but if you buy a Dennis Rodman jersey. You're the kind of person who thinks you're a badass, and you probably like ICP, maybe, and like, or you're you're a this WWE. Is amazing. You're like a WWE I'm, fan. That's, yeah, that's who wears the Dennis Rodman jersey. What about a Tony Kukoc jersey? You're probably European. I'm you're guessing. probably European. Or you you really prefer soccer? You came in. <laughs> you you came in and Jordan like you became a Bulls fan in like ninety eight. Yeah, and then Jordan was gone, so you had to buy a coot coach. You're like, I got coot coach, um, or it was on sale. That's yeah. how mine would be. <laughs> um, or sevens your lucky number. Those are about the only options right. to get them. Um, oh, did you? Would did you have other ones? Oh, the last one was the Raptors. Yes, uh, the Vince Carter. The era. Vince Carter with the actual Raptor. Raptor not the. I hate. How much cooler would the dunk contest have been if he was wearing that as opposed to that ugly, like, it's purple on the front, black on the back. That's yeah. like a Kmart jersey. It looks just like yeah. a Kmart jersey. Yeah. And yeah. Or like at the fair we went to and it said authentic yeah. NBA authentic, jerseys. Yeah. We went to, the, like, the basketball shooting game at the at a fair and it was like, win a real 
uh, NBA authentic jersey, and it was like clearly not. They were clearly <laughs> like poorly yeah. made. Um, like LeBron James Lakers jerseys. Um, yeah, so I had, yeah, the Raptors, and also kind of in that same vein, the Grizzlies. Oh, the Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah, that's And nice. they were similar too, where they had like the real, like, Grizzly Bear. Yeah. And it had that kind of like retro look. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I like the classic Spurs, the black ones, yeah. the classic that's nice. with the, with the actual spur, you know, that's just so good. But I think I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Grizzlies ones because I love when they still wear them. Like, Ja Morant in one yeah, of those jerseys cool. is electrifying. Yeah. When he wears those, like, that's just awesome. You know, weird that when I was coming up with, like, thinking of old jerseys, for some reason, I don't know why, because I don't even love this jersey, but the old Timberwolves jersey kept coming to my mind. Uh-huh. With, like, Kevin Garnett. Yeah. And that's I'm like, a good one. I like this one, but I don't know why I think about it that much. Yeah. And also, I hate the Lakers jerseys. Lakers have the worst jerseys, always have. I hate when people say they're great. Yeah. Purple and yellow, no. It's not gold, it's yellow. Let's be real. And it looks terrible. Purple and gold would look bad, too. They both look bad. Well, someone who currently wears one of those purple and gold jerseys is Dwight Howard. Good transition. And he's he's the next question I think we should talk about. is My question was, who is most likely to punch Dwight Howard this season? And so, for some context... uh, it was one of my favorite things I've ever read. Uh, I got a news alert on my phone, and it just said, uh, Has- Udonis Haslam of the Miami Heat checks into uh, <laughs> to the Heat-Lakers game, or I guess it was Heat-76ers game when Dwight was on 76ers, and imme- within like two minutes punches Dwight and got ejected from the game. Right. And it just it's just, you know, Dwight Howard is a notorious goober, and... And always gets to know people's skin. And I just like the idea of like Haslam has just been sitting there waiting for his moment. And the coach was for like, I'll give it years. to you. For like 20 years, he just wanted to punch Dwight Howard. And he just like went in and did it. And it was amazing. So I was like, all right, Dwight's back on the Lakers. And I, so the big question is, if you were bet, if you were betting, would you say that it was going to be another player from another team or one of his own teammates? Ooh. You know, well, I I was I was originally gonna make a top five list, <laughs> and then I decided it wasn't worth my time to really think about who because it you know you could literally name probably fifty people who would probably punch him. Yeah, but like that is a good question. It might be someone on his team. So he got into a fight with Anthony Davis recently. Yeah, you were but telling like, me about that. Yeah, they, I don't know if they didn't make it sound like it was a huge deal, but. I mean, I, I originally. Two games I in, he's already yeah. really frustrated, yelling yeah. at du- in Dwight's face on the sideline. Like, I, I originally thought Joel Embiid because he likes to fight anyone, it seems like. Yeah. So but he's just going to tweet about it. Yeah. But or like, like in a press conference. Yeah, he, he'll try provoking him. But. Yeah. You know, you said, now you, I, I wasn't really putting my, much thought into the team, but I could see it being Russell Westbrook. Yeah. I, I was like, that or like Kendrick Nunn has like yeah. potential. Like, them on the bench, yeah. like trying to run a pick and roll. <laughs> well, I could just see Russell having a bad game, and then Dwight goes and like Goose. like farts or something, and then Russell Westbrook <laughs> punches him in the face. Yeah, that's a good one. Or like Russell, because Russell always loves to dress up, so I could see him like farting on Russell Westbrook's shirt. I also because I like I kind of have a feeling that you 
the like Haslam one was probably like a little Jimmy Butler or like Bam Adebayo yeah. inspired. Like yeah, they were like, can you please set this guy straight? And I so I'm wondering if someone will do that on behalf of like if the Nets play the Lakers in the finals, will like James Johnson come in on behalf of like Kevin Durant and just like knock out? And they're like, hey, he's just like, will you please get him out of here? On behalf like, of makes it sound like it's a mobster. <laughs> Yeah, right? Like, or, like, I was like, could, like, DeAndre Ayton really wants to be liked by Chris Paul, so will yeah. he punch Dwight Howard to, like, be like, look, Chris, I, I did I it did for it, you. Chris. Um, yeah. So I think my I think my answer, though, is because James Johnson's apparently, like, 8-0 and in MMA fights, <laughs> and so I want to go with James Johnson of the Nets. I could see maybe Haslam did it because he... Him, Kobe, they were together a long time ago. Not they weren't together, but I don't know why I said that. <laughs> they weren't together at all. <laughs> I meant they've been playing in the NBA for a really yeah, long time. Together. Yeah, he's old. Yeah, yeah we got, so maybe, we maybe got he that. punched him for Kobe. Punched him Kobe, for Kobe. Punched him for Kobe. Yeah, Kobe, Kobe did him. not like. If Kobe were alive still, I might pick him. Kobe even he's didn't. not in an NBA game. <laughs> I could see him being on the sideline in the Lakers game and going punch him. If Kobe were alive. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting question. Would Dwight have signed there? I feel like Kobe wouldn't have let him. I feel like he has that kind of sway still. But was he the first? Was he? He was still alive the first time he signed there, right? No, well, I mean the, he, third, they, the second time he second signed there. time when they won the championship. Yeah, I guess he would have been. Yeah. Well, good for Kobe for not punching him. <laughs> um, let's see. Well. Let's do an award. Let's do an award. Well, Let's do an award. Let's do six man of the year. Okay. That's a, that's that's how I transition. Let's just do a six man of the year. Um, you can go ahead. Well, it's really hard because because uh, uh, Jordan Clarkson keeps winning it. Yeah. And um, and it you know it's classically an award that's like. A, a small guard who just comes off the bench and scores like 20 points a game. Right. And, you know, it was Lou Williams and Jamal Crawford, and now it seems yeah. to be Jordan Clarkson. So the easy answer is Jordan Clarkson, but I want to believe that it won't, it won't be. But then it's also tricky because, like, uh, it would, like, a good pick could be Patty Mills, but he's covering in the starting lineup for Kyrie Irving being out for who knows how long. Right. Or, like, I like Jordan Poole. Both for six man and most improved player, but he, um, he's going to be filling in for Clay, so he's starting, so he can't be. Um, so the the one I went with is someone I really like. Uh, I like Kevin Herter off of the Hawks because he's going to get you fifteen to eighteen. They're probably going to be the third or fourth seed. All right. Um, he'll run the second unit. But then, like, in their first game, Cam Reddish had 20 points off the bench. And I'm like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, it's like that old Hawks team. So, years ago, it's going to be... But it's going to all be all six men. Yeah. It's gonna, <laughs> um, uh, but, no, so I'm going with... Ke- he, for, he had the second best odds in Vegas. So I'm going Kevin Herter. That's interesting. Uh, I just really like him. Like, I watched him in the playoffs last year. I'm like... He's not afraid. Like, he he looked 
he looks strange. He doesn't look like an NBA player. Well, I realized my pick. I was thinking to myself, wait a second. Is this guy starting this year? That's one of the things. That's what I had to go back and check, and I was like, I went and just checked while you <laughs> were talking. Yeah. And it, it, they have him in the second unit. But, okay. And I think it's because they, people want to give him awards. He's very well liked. I think it's going to be Derrick Rose. Yes. Why not? Like, I, I've heard a couple of people. I think if he's him. close, because like, they've mentioned him in the past. Like I think everyone wants him to somehow make the Hall of Fame. I think so it really depends on how they how they do. If yeah. they're like a four, five, six, and I think there's a good chance and he could score about sixteen. And I don't think he needs to necessarily score the most yeah. as a sixth man to get the votes because people like him. So But he like if Randall cools off a little bit, if he scored twenty points a game off the bench, which isn't in, inconceivable. Yeah, he could be the team's leading scorer, and that seems to have like. If, well, he did that in Detroit, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. or he was he was very close if he didn't. No, he's one. great. I I love that pick. Um, I just feel like where do you have them finishing? I, I do think because if they're like the ninth or tenth seed, he's not no one. On I the have him seventh, but if he's the reason they're seventh, I think that's enough. Um, if your sixth man ends up being your best player, which is. Yeah. I think that's not really a Timba ends up not being great. Yeah. See, um, that's my problem with sixth man, though, a lot of times. Like, yeah. when your sixth man's actually your third best player. <laughs> like, Ginobili. Yeah. That always bugs yeah, me. Yeah, see, I have them ninth. I'm not I'm not too bullish on them. Um, but. Because I just think a lot of the teams got better in the, I in just, the East. I, I like and I, I think they might coach. have gotten better. Yeah. Um, but I just think I don't trust Kimba, Kimba or Evan Fournier. Yeah. Um, and and I don't I don't know if the Randall thing was a fluke. I think I'd hope R.J. Barrett's still gonna do something. That yeah, quick, that yeah. quickly guy. Yeah, I think it's yeah. a great team. Uh, but I just think the the teams are just so freaking good, man. But, but yeah, if he's coming, off, I mean, if Rose is coming off, the, I think if they I can like get a playoff spot. He comes off the bench, uh-huh. and he's their leading scorer. I don't know. I feel like he'd definitely get it. Yeah. And shit, he could be the leading scorer with 18 points. Wouldn't be that surprising if no one scores. I could see him have a bunch of 18-point guys. Yeah. Well, I guess that I don't know what we're at and asking questions, but the one I was thinking about is which team has the biggest floor slash ceiling difference. Right. Um, and the Knicks are my answer for that. Um, because especially in the East, because they're like, yeah, like last year was certainly a little fluky. Like it all just kind of got cohesive and they ran with yeah. it really quickly. Uh, and yeah, I and I, I don't know who they're. I don't know if they're assumed. Like starting five is their best five, right? Like, I would rather have Derrick Rose on the floor at the end of a game than Kimball Walker at this point. I feel like he's probably going to be a lot, or they might both be. But then that's but, really sketchy defensively. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I guess if you're going for a score, but if you go like, yeah, and I'm just like, you go down the list, I'm just like, yeah, something's got to give with Obi Toppin. Mitchell Robinson play a full season. I love, but and I love this season. Randall, I was so happy for Randall last year because I've always thought he was a good player, but he really went over. But they could be like out of the play in, 
when they could be the four seed again. Right. Um, well, I th- when I mean I was looking at I'm thinking like thirty teams, literally probably fifteen of the teams could be the answer. Yeah. Like out west, you don't know where anyone's finishing. Like yeah. the Nuggets. They could be the top seed. They could be the eight seed. The, the Jazz. They could be high, low. Lakers. Who knows? Yeah. Like, I, there's not much consistency there. But, I mean, I looked and I'm, I was thinking Pacers at first because I'm like, I think the Pacers, if everyone finally gets healthy, coach clicks. I don't think it's absurd for them to be a third seed. Yeah. I but I could also see them being a ten. That three zone. But I that. think more likely the team I I looked at a little more and I thought I feel like the Celtics are the Biggest one, because the Celtics have two guys who should be you know awesome borderline source superstars. Yeah, and like, is it absurd that they finish third? I don't think so. No, like, both those guys are incredible. Could they? I mean, you know, and then seven, eight, nine. I could see them being that low, but just because like they, I imagine there's going to be a giant cluster from three. I won't be shocked if from third place to tenth place. Are within five six games of each right. other. Right. No, no, I think absolutely. So you just got to make way. sure you get you got to be on the right side of the number. But yeah. I think it's going to be extremely close as to any of these teams. What I mean, I think what was last year the Trailblazers. I think were like jumping. They were at third at one point and then drop all the way they down. They drop. Yeah. They dropped down to like eighth at one point within a few games, and it was like they just moved back and forth a bunch. But yeah, I feel like that may be the way the East is. East is. Who, so who do you ultimately have in that third spot? I picked the Hawks. Me too. I like Trey Young. Yeah, he's le- really learning to be a winner. Yeah, which I think is funny because it was always like the oh no they made a huge mistake not picking Luca and, and it's they, like and they, they look two, they're the two biggest players in that draft. Yeah, but I mean I think he's he's incredible. They've got great depth. Like I mean that that's kind of how I always imagine the Pacers team being built. Like. That baseline team, and then we pull a superstar in, yeah, and that's how we might be able to win, yeah. Which was Paul George until he left us, but yeah, uh, something like that. And I feel like he's, you know, I mean, they took off after they were they the fifth or fourth or last year. Fifth. I know, I think them and the Knicks were tied, but they I got think the, the fifth. Knicks were the technically the fourth. So, and that was with McMillan coming in, and they had a losing record. Yeah, and he turns around, so he's gonna be there the whole year. Yep. They should have more like they should. They've played because a lot of these players came in last year, so they should have been playing together longer. Yeah. I I feel like I mean he's progressing. I can't imagine. I mean he can't do much more than he did last year, but I mean as long as he's just being a little more efficient, playing better, yeah, getting a little older. I don't see why they couldn't easily be the third seed. Well, and they're so deep. There's so much talent on the team. So here's their second unit. This is their second five, is Lou Williams, Kevin Herter, Cam Reddish, Danilo Gallinari, and Gorgie Dang. That, like, right. that team is better than the Thunder. That See, that that's, right there, that's why I'd be worried about uh, Herter winning Herter? the... Because Danilo because of, could be... Yeah, yeah, and Lou Williams, a sixth man, is on the team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know he's older now, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you already got Mr. Sixth Man. No, on you're team. not... But yeah, but maybe he's coaching Herder. He's like, yeah. here's how you win this award. But it's, it's so weird they got that high in the sense of, like, that second unit so good. But my question is, would you rather have that starting five, that backup five, or the starting five of of the Thunder? <laughs> that, probably that one. 
I mean, you I take mean, out SGA, which sucks, yeah. but, but, like, that's good. That's a good... So that's what I'm saying. If So if, like, Bogdan Vandavich has had, like, knee problems, right. if he goes out, then Herder slides in, mm-hmm. and it's like, no problem. Right. Or, you know, if DeAndre Hunter has problems again, Cam Reddish can slide in, yeah. and... And, and it's like... like okay. Well, and that's the thing. Even if, like, you know, what... Uh, even if Trey Young goes down a little bit... They did like, that last year. That team, Bo- Bo- they can they can keep themselves afloat. Yeah, that team could easily go five hundred without Trey Young. Yeah, yeah, and he's a superstar. So, I just I feel like versus you, like if Luca goes down. Yeah, in Dallas. No, oh, they're in trouble. They're in big trouble. They're in trouble. <laughs> so it's like, and I mean I I I think McMillan's a good coach. So I don't. Yeah, I would be shocked if it's not them. To be honest, I honestly think they may go higher than. Because I feel like it depends. Because Durant always comes off as one of those guys who doesn't care about seeding as much. Yeah. As he'd rather rest if he needs to. So they, I could, I could see him thinking like, we don't need the number one seed. So they'll relax a little, and the Hawks may climb a little more. And you know, Giannis, you would think Giannis would start doing that at this point in his career, but he seems like he just no thinks every game's game seven. Yeah. So maybe the Bucks will take one. Hawks go two. I don't know, but. I mean, the Nets is if they want it, it should be theirs. But yeah. Um. So we've already been talking for over an hour, and uh, so I realized we got a little um, feels like just five minutes. We got a little excited about trying to do twenty-two questions. Right. So maybe we should just do uh, one more each, and then finish off our predictions. Sounds good to me. Sounds good. Which question of yours would you like to do? Which question? Um. I'm going to go with, first. since I'm wasting time. Yeah. Actually, good. I'm going to do two because they're both fast answers. Yeah, yeah. All right. You get one pick for a celebrity at the All-Star Game. Who do you pick to watch? Uh, yeah, yeah. Who do I want? I used to watch the Celebrity All-Star Games. I remember, uh, so, yeah, sometimes just like Mark McGrath. Do you remember him playing in the Celebrity All-Star I don't. Game? I feel like he wasn't wearing a shirt probably, though. Uh. <laughs> And, like, it was great. I was telling you, I really like, uh, like, when other athletes play in it. Uh, like, when Terrell Owens played in it, that was really fun. And he, like, dunked. And, like, it was just yeah. different. Um, but I think, like, the celebrity celebrity is Adam Sandler. Everyone always talks about his balling skills. I just saw, like, some YouTube short video clip of him playing basketball. And I, I looked it up, and I don't think he's ever been in one. No. And which su- kind of so. surprised me, but because he loves basketball so much, I, I figured like because there's the stories of like on his sets they build basketball courts yeah. and they play, uh, and stuff. And so, I would love to see that. It'd be awesome to watch him like do a crossover Beaver too. Yeah, yeah. And just drop him. <laughs> yeah, um, but he seems like he's a like a wicked sick passer too. But. Um, but also, like, on the other athlete thing, I, I was like, Lamar Jackson would be really fun. Oh, yeah. Um, just because of the speed and the juking. And uh, it and he would it would probably be him doing that and everyone else playing at, like, half speed. Yeah. And that would be really exciting. And then another wild card is Simone Biles on a trampoline. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> doing, the, doing the trampoline flip. 
I'm curious. She'd probably be able to weave in and out of people pretty easy. Yeah. That'd be some interesting stuff. And yeah. Do a cartwheel, catch it. Do you think she... No, she can't dunk. She's only like five no. foot tall. <laughs> no, isn't she like under five foot tall? Yeah, she's like 4'10". Yeah. I was just Can thinking she like... she dunk? <laughs> that would be... Gosh, she put Nate Robinson to shit. That would be amazing. Like that would her on a trampoline would be pretty bad. Yeah, well Nate Robinson looks like he's flying to dunk. Yeah. She'd look like she's like jumping through the ceiling. I just made myself look stupid again on this podcast. No, she could be like the halftime entertainment where they do the the trampoline flips. The trampoline flips. She would be incredible. Um I think Who do you want to see? I wanna see You know more celebrities than I do. Yeah. I'm all over the place. Um, the one I think would be the funnest it's because we've seen videos of his skill but I feel like we're getting tricked a little let's bring Obama to the all-star game I want to see what he, I want to see how good he actually is he can actually play yeah because I get the feeling that he can't because I think you would see more raw footage of him playing you wouldn't just see these quick little pick it up and shoot it like I think now, when get, he hit that walk away three pointer from the corner, how many times was it filmed? That was pretty cool. Um, he swears that was only one take. Okay. I heard him on a podcast. I mean, but how many videos are there of him missing it? Oh, that could be true. I want to. He probably has. But he also, yeah, on. and he was also someone that will always try to find a basketball court when yeah. he was traveling and stuff. I just want to see how good he actually. Like, can he actually? I mean, I know he's getting a little older now, but like. I feel like he's not actually that much better than me at basketball. Or is he? <laughs> like, could, this is what we're doing. We're it could, could he get to a point of being like, 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 did he play in high school basketball? Did he start? Is he good enough to be a high school starter? Yeah, but, or he, is he like, but he's also like, he just has that, that old man game. I bet. Like, I bet well, he I could just knock him over. Pants, but he doesn't take off his sweatpants. No. And you know how I and feel about that. And they're going to be pants. He very... Shorts. Much. Uh, well, he probably doesn't have gym shorts on. When people, when people don't take off their sweatpants, they're always really good. Yeah. Well, I don't know why. And they have a polo that's tucked in in them. What's going on? Yeah. Why well, you got <laughs> that polo on with the headband? I have seen that. That's not even a sweat wicking one. I have seen that. Uh, what was so? That's a good answer. Yeah. Did you have I, another answer? No, that was the only one. That's a really. That good was one. the first one I came up to, just because I'm curious. I've always wondered how good he is at a basketball. Yeah, I was I was always a little hesitant after I watched him do his, um, his uh, what the NCAA picks he did one year, and he picked all four number one seeds to go on to the final four, and I'm like, I actually think that might have been the year it happened. Weirdly enough, but it's like, <laughs> you, come on, stop picking the front runners. Everybody picks at least a four seed to go on. You can't three at worst. You can't you can't just go all ones. That's I don't trust your basketball he had, a, he had a reputation that pulled. Yeah. <laughs> Picking front runners? <laughs> Come on. Pick the underdog. It's a better story. You're supposed to be an underdog. Right? Okay. Fair, fair. I liked it. What was your other question? Okay. Uh, best basketball movie of all time, which has nothing to do with this upcoming season. This this is good, though. Um, we did just get Space Jam, the new Space Jam. But I did not see it. I'm guessing that's not your answer. No, I saw it. It wasn't. It looks cooler than the old one, but... The story's like, weird. Yeah, well, it's basically his son create. I'm not going to go to it to too deep. Yeah, no spoilers. His son creates a video game, and they get inside the video game. But it's essentially like... it's Instead of basketball, you do like 
triple front flips and like it's all about style points and like yeah. it's like and one street ball for a video game okay essentially and you like fly from half court and stuff like that and lebron doesn't want him to do that he wants him to play basketball and then all of a sudden to save his son he has to play a basketball game okay so um but that's not your answer I, i'm gonna go ahead and spoil the end uh he loses and his son and entire family are murdered no Yes. That that wasn't that wasn't the, that's not the ending. I don't believe what? that. That's not okay. Best so basketball movie. Too? No, mine is not. Um, I I did have the original Space Jam as a possibility. Is it a basketball movie? I'd say it's more of a golf movie. It's a Bill Murray movie. No, it's a it's a it's a basketball. It's movie. definitely a basketball. It movie, contains yeah. it's basketball more than. I'm going else. I'm going weird on this one. Like Mike. Like Mike. Oh, no. <laughs> I love, like, rom-coms, and I know it's not technically a rom-com, but it has <laughs> yeah. rom-com vibes. Yeah. Um, I can't believe you didn't pick Thunderstruck. And it's it's so uh, strangely heartwarming and so bizarre, and it's got uh, Jesse Plemons, uh, Ple- Plemons uh, like, first... Is like his first role. He's a bad guy. But he's, then like he's a big nice. He's like him. a bully at, in an orphanage. Doesn't he wear a beanie? Uh, he definitely wears a beanie. He's a bully in an orphanage. Yeah. Um, he doesn't show his bald spot yet. And yeah, and it has that little kid that looks like your son. Bow Wow. <laughs> no, the Jonathan Lipnicki. Jonathan Lipnicki, and I just, I just, I don't know what it is when they when he teaches him. Uh, geometry by showing him like the triangle offense written on the side of his house in paint. It just really uh, touched my heart. Wait, what? There's a I scene, haven't seen it. There's a scene where the basketball player who kind of a, the pro basketball player who kind of adopts. Wait, is he on a real team? Bow Wow. No, it's it's like a made up like it's like the Green Turtles. Yeah, it's something like that. It's like yeah, some made up team. But okay. do they play a real team? Was it awful? I think they do play a real team because there's a scene where like Bow Wow like crawls through like Tim Duncan's legs, so that's good too. But yeah, um, Tim Duncan would never let that happen. But yeah, the basic idea behind like Mike is that Bow Wow is this kid in a, uh, in a foster home, and he, in order to escape the abusive foster home, he like uh, finds magical basketball shoes that are apparently from Michael Jordan. And oh, he yeah. wears them, and he... Aren't they on a telephone line? Huh? Aren't they no, a... at one point they get thrown on a telephone. Oh, naturally. They're in, like, a a box from, like, a uh, from like a shelter. So they ripped like... off Rookie of the Year. Kind of. Baseball movie. That was a great movie. Yeah. But uh, it's a great movie. Yeah, I'm not explaining it well, but you just have to watch it. It's just got good vibes. Yeah, he wears shoes, and he becomes like Michael Jordan. He becomes shoes, and he becomes like Michael Jordan, even though he's, like, 4'10". And somehow he gets an NBA, even though he's twelve. Um, I wish it would have been like Dennis, and then it was about Dennis Rodman. <laughs> he just gets rebounds, and, and he just jumps out of bounds. He's and listening to ICP. Eats people's popcorn. And he listens to ICP. Yeah. What about you? What's your favorite basketball movie? <sighs> well, another one I couldn't think of anything off the top of my head. Space Jam was the first thing that I thought of, and I'm like, like I mean, Space Jam. I, I watch, and it's not good. But, like, it obviously, I watched it first when I was, like, seven. It's so. not good? It was good when I was seven. I think it's still good. You know, I'll tell you something else. 
Michael Jordan's as good of an actor as LeBron James. I'll say it. Everyone said LeBron was going to be great. He was terrible. LeBron was amazing. I love when he yells at his son. He's amazing in strange little roles. Like, he's amazing in Trainwreck. Oh, yeah. I thought he was fine in that. It felt like he was definitely trying real hard, though. I know. But, like, it's funny. is like he yells at his son, whose name's Dominic, and he goes, Dom, get back here. You're supposed to be practicing basketball today. That's how he talks. I'm like, you don't speak like that. That's not how you talk. Yeah. But, like... He just sounds like a robot when he's talking. That's funny. So what'd you come up with? Oh, yeah. I guess you want my answer. No. White men can't jump. That That's a great answer. It's my favorite one. Yeah. It's always good. You get a little Jeopardy in there, too. It's a Jeopardy movie, too. It's a Jeopardy movie? Yeah, she goes on Jeopardy. Oh, yeah, Woody yeah, Wilson's yeah. wife? Girlfriend? Girlfriend, I think. Because she leaves him at the end. Yeah. Great movie. Um, good movie. Good basketball. That guy really looks like DeAndre Ayton. Yes. The guy who shoots, well, he pretends to shoot him. Goes and gets a, borrows a gun. Goes to get a gun, yeah. yeah. That guy, yeah. That's a good That movie. is a good, yeah, good choice. But, and it's like, some some of the basketball is just so, like, ridiculous. Some of, like, the behind back passes that they throw. Yeah. Which, I've read that they, well, I don't know if I read or I saw, but apparently Wesley Snipes is not very good at basketball. Apparently he's not a very good athlete at all. When he played, which is weird because ma- he's like when he was in major league. Yeah, and he's supposed to be like that really fat. The say hey Willie Mays or whatever, mm-hmm. and he they if you notice they show all his stolen bases in slow mo. Mm-hmm. That way you can't tell. It's so weird because he's like really good shape. Yeah, or was at least. But I just um, don't think he's very coordinated, and I don't think he played sports growing up. Um, but yeah. Okay, last question, and then we'll finish our stuff. Uh, we have to. We can't go this whole time without really talking about Ben Simmons. Uh, the Ben Simmons thing is getting weird. I think anyone that knows basketball and is still listening to this podcast knows this. But uh, the Seventy Sixers player Ben Simmons uh, has just decided not to play this year, and he's mad at the, them. He got mad at them when they tried to trade him last year for James Harden. And then he had some foibles in the playoffs, and the team didn't maybe didn't back him up the way he wanted them to, and yeah, and now there's a standoff. Uh, but there are some trade possibilities, and I my question was, what is your favorite Ben Simmons trade? Well, I think he, a lot of the trades I've seen have I thought been. Because, like, as soon as this, like, season ended, everyone talking about how his stocks dropped quick. Yeah, yeah. Because he wouldn't shoot in the fourth. He wouldn't... I mean, he just wasn't scoring. It's almost like he was refusing to shoot. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I start seeing, like, oh, he's not going to be worth much. And then I'm seeing these deals that are almost like Damian Lillard for Ben Simmons almost straight up. Yeah. I think they got something else. And I'm like, are you serious? Yeah, no. They never do that. I wouldn't even do it for CJ... Maybe CJ McCollum just to mix things up. But yeah, but now they're talking like it used to be like where it'd have to be like CJ McCollum and someone else for Ben Simmons. Yeah. Now it's like Ben Simmons for him straight up, or even Ben Simmons and someone else for CJ McCollum. Well, like I mean, the one that I've heard the most of the Pacers was Lavert Brogdon, and maybe even a first pick to go with it. Yeah, that's way too much to give up for him. I know he's to a good player, your, but your backcourt like, you're giving up. Yeah, your entire backcourt. Who's what? That's. At probably 40 forty-five points, points yeah, roughly. Yeah, and you're giving up that for a guy who's going to give you fifteen. 
You'll yeah. get defense, but I'm not sure. Him and I still I, I don't know if you could have him and Turner on the court at the same time. You can't have him, Turner, and Sabonis. Yeah, all at slow. Th- like they'd be good at defense, but yeah, you you putting too much pressure on your other guard and forward to score a million times. Yeah, if it was a Pacers trade, it would have to be like, like I was going to be okay with when they had originally offered Brogdon and our 13th pick, which became Duarte. No. Um, so I'm not even so sure I'd I would have been okay with that trade. Um, but I think I think it has to include uh, Warren. I yeah, think, well, uh, I don't really know what's going on with him anyway. So. Yeah, and I think that, the, and I think he would be great on Philly. Yeah. Like, I would be okay with the Brogdon Warren for Turner, but I, I also or for Simmons, but I don't think I, I don't think he's a good fit for what we're doing. As no. much as it would be nice to have like a quote unquote superstar, no. but he's also kind of a strange superstar. I love the idea of them move of the Warriors moving on from Draymond Green. And basically putting oh, yeah. him in the Draymond Green role. That's weird, but yeah. And and so it would be Draymond. And I don't know if Draymond Green would work with Joel Embiid, but um, yeah. but like Draymond, and then a couple of those young guys like Kaminga, Moody, and Wiseman. Say maybe two of those guys, uh, and like a pick, and right. whatever salary you need, or may or you might also would have to do Wiggins. Uh, but I think they'd probably be okay with that. Wiggins and say Wiggins, Draymond Green, and uh, Kaminga for Ben Simmons, and then you basically just put you plug in Simmons in that Draymond. I wonder if they'd rather try giving up. He's got the. I wonder if they'd rather try giving up Wiseman over maybe, and keep because I feel like if they could keep Draymond, they'd have their original three and Simmons. And Wiggins, I mean, I know Wiggins is never valuable, but he score average is okay, so scoring at least. So yeah, but, but it would because he he would lock down the defense. He would he would be that backbone for the defense, just like Draymond is. But he's even he's a little more offensively capable than Draymond, and a better facilitator. Um, I think it would. I think that would be a great fit. Yeah. Did you? What did you have? You had I, pay, You were thinking Pacers. Well, I was thinking that, and then I'm like, I don't know. Mainly because I think it's not a bad move, but I don't like it. I don't necessarily want him, yeah. especially for what we'd be giving up. So, I think this one's more fun almost than anything. But I actually think it could work, and their salaries are going to be close. I Ben Simmons for Kyrie. Yeah, I think it's fun. You get Kyrie can go play somewhere else, which I'm sure he's not interested in. Yeah, but I like the dynamic between Kyrie and Embiid. Yeah. Because Embiid's going to hate him. But they could actually play probably pretty well together. They would play really well together. And then you've got, like, Simmons, who I doesn't like want to... Simmons, who doesn't want to score. Is with two, with two dudes who yeah. won't stop shooting. So I think everyone would be okay with that. Blake Griffin would get to shoot the ball a little more, too. So... Yeah. I think it'd be a fun one. But... Yeah, and, like, uh, some Simmons-Harden, like, screen and roll action would be really fun. Um... And he could just go and get like fourteen assists a game and four and points. I, and I feel like uh, Durant ha- is for is like forced into a larger defensive role than he might need to be. Right. And so Simmons could be that he could play the wing defender role. Kevin can score five more points a game. I, you know, I heard a stat the other day that I was shocked by that um, Kevin Durant is 
last year was number one in the league in field goal against percentage. Like he, sh- they shot the worst against him. Big ass arms when he's when he's the primary defender. As long as he can stick on someone, I mean, if you think about it, it's the same. I mean, he can shoot over anyone because he's big ass. Yeah. And most people he'd be guarding, he's bigger than. But so. yeah, I guess we forget Quick that because he played an important role defensively on the Warriors. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So. Uh. But yeah. Uh. I like yeah. It, and it it solves both of those conundrums mm-hmm. of Kyrie having to sit out and Simmons uh wanting to sit out. So that yeah, I like that. That's a good answer. Uh, all right, yeah, let's finish up this by finishing our awards? our awards and our predictions or whatnot. Um, yeah. So, what was your what was your finals matchup? Um, so, in the East, I had the Nets beating the Hawks. Okay. West, I had the Nuggets beating the Warriors. Okay. And then I have the Nets over the Nuggets finals. Yeah, you're you're bullish on the Nuggets. I don't know. I just I'm feeling good about them. Even without Jamal Murray, that doesn't bother you. Nah, I don't know. I got faith in him. Michael Porter Jr. You're, you're yeah. high on him. You're high on him. Yeah, one of your questions was uh, most likely to make their first All Star game. Is he? Would he be your pick? Uh, I well, I was thinking him, but I went with John Morant. Yeah, John I feel Morant's like he's he's one. electrifying people like him. Yeah, so that he'll get the votes just based on who they want to see there. The team should be within playoff realm, hopefully, and like yeah, just fun scoring yeah. should be up a little. So the only problem is I know it's hard for guards out west to get in. Right, but you know, a couple injuries here and there, I don't know, they might get in. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm going Bucks Hawks uh, East Finals, and oh no, what did I have? Nets aren't even making it. Yeah, no, I'm changing Bucks Hawks for East Finals again, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Warriors, Warriors Lakers, um, in the West. And then with, it's going to be a weird Warriors-Hawks finals. Wow. With the Warriors winning. Steph versus Trey Young. That's weird. I want to see Steph versus Trey Young. See, you could have had, but imagine if you would have put the Nets in the finals. Then you would have had Steph versus Kevin. Yeah. Draymond versus Kevin. Tell me Draymond's not going to put a hard foul on him. <laughs> Yeah, but I I'm so into this Hawks team, and I'm and I it's probably two years too early to be. Well, and it's one of those things that you hate because it's like you watch them play, and it's like they have like good team basketball, like they're solid everywhere. It looks like a team that could go far, but then like with the way the NBA is built now, you have teams like the Nets, and it's like yeah, sorry, and it's like the thing with the Pacers, they're good, great basketball team. It doesn't matter. You can't beat these teams that are have what three top. 25 players? Yeah. But as a fan, though, it is beautiful because you can watch any game. And, like, even, I guess maybe, like, the other night, the Rockets and the Thunder played. Maybe not that game. But even that game, you're like. It's intriguing because it's like. It's the future. Yeah. Like, you got Shea on one side, SGA on one side, and 
you know, all that young talent in Houston, you know, even that's interesting. But like, like I had a ball watching the Hornets Pacers game that first game. Yeah. What a great game. What a great matchup. Mm -hmm. And so as a fan, I feel like we're like, we're killing it. Um, so we talked about MVP. You went with Steph and I went with Kevin Durant. Uh, we talked about sixth man of the year. I went with Kevin Herter, and you went with Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose, uh, and then have we we haven't really we talked coach. about coach. I went with Nash. You went with Mike Malone. Mike Malone, even the Nugs, and most improved player that I'm guessing you're going with. Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, I put through pit a lot. I guess maybe I put too much on the Nuggets. You and I probably put too much on the Hawks. Uh. Most improved players, tough. I was looking at it, and it was it was one of those things where it's like, um, it really, uh, it's really like the person who who gets it is they go from being like a good player to like, oh my god, this person's a superstar. I think maybe you know, yeah. It's like the Julius Randle, the Victor Oladipo, that kind of uh, thing. I'm trying to look and see who I had for that because I don't have it in front of me. Um, well, I feel like Michael Porter Jr., part of the reason is like his stats just went up when Jamal Murray was gone, and they're going to expect more out of him this year. Yeah. So I don't. I mean, him going up from, I think he averaged 19. I could see him go up to 25, and that's one of those like big numbers. But I'm also wondering if, you know, is 25 even what it used to be? So maybe it won't actually seem like that big of a jump. You're going to have a million people average that this year, probably. Yeah, well, I wonder if one of those, like, the Hawks, like, maybe, again, I'm too much on the Hawks, but, like, um, will, who will be the second, because who's the second best player on the Hawks? Night tonight. Huh? Yeah, right. It just depends on And so, what if, like, DeAndre Hunter was, like, 22, 23 points a game? You'd be like, oh, that's interesting. Like come like as Chris Middleton. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Becomes like Chris Middleton, or but I think the hot the hot pick right now is Jordan Poole because Clay's out and he had a really great preseason apparently, and so they're expecting a lot out of him. So I think uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Jordan Poole. Um, I'm always just nervous about anyone getting an award on a team that Steph Curry is on. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like that—that's who's getting the attention. But, yeah, but if he go, he averaged. I think he averaged like ten points a game last year. So if he averaged twenty, it's like, yeah. While well, well, you know, and they that team does well, I think that'll be good. Uh, rookie of the year, I think it's hard not to say Cade Cunningham. Yeah, or Jalen Green, because they're both gonna. They both seem to be really great. And they both are in On bad situations teams. where you, you just get to be. Yeah. And that's who usually wins. Yeah. You don't really have Top to pick win. Who you just puts up numbers. Puts up numbers, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but it could be a lot. I mean, I feel like all those like top six or so picks have good opportunities to do that. Yeah. They're all starting. They're bad all. Bad teams, yeah. Yeah, they're all starting. Somebody's got to score. Well, it might be. I mean, it could be as simple though as one of those, just one of those teams suddenly surprises and maybe they're sniffing yeah. the play in, and that's yeah. enough to be like, yeah. whoa, he's already making. Well, that's what I'm difference. saying. Like, yeah, like Evan so, Mobley could be that with the Cavs because yeah. he's he's going to be like 
he has a chance to. But, he, he's their best big. So. But I'm wondering if he's like, because I feel like a lot of times it's like if someone comes in, they have good stats, and even though they're bad, but they are clearly already the best player on the team. Yeah, that'll help. And I don't know if he's gonna. He won't be the play best as much, but or not necessarily play as much. Yeah, Cade Cunningham. As much. I just think Cade Cunningham has the best chance because yeah. Well, yeah. you're the first pick, so you should technically win Rookie of the Year. And usually. that team is just like, it's for him. Like, yeah. they're handing him the team. Um, where I still think in Houston, there's like, what's going See, on? I'd, I'd hate to be the number one pick. Yeah. Get, make me like the... Well, like, Jalen Green's like, take it. He's like, all right, second. He's like... Yeah. Acting like someone beat up his mom. Yeah. He's like ready or like, to go. Or like give me like or I'd want to be like a James Wiseman where somehow the Warriors got me. Yeah. And that way you at least got picked early, but yeah. I'm not yeah, put me on like a give me like a pick me in like the twenties. Put me on a team that's gonna be good, but needs a starter. Yeah. Um Yep, we're getting tired. Uh yeah, let's push Sorry. through. Uh no, you're good. Uh what else do we need to do? Oh, defensive, player. defensive player of the year. Um, this was hard because my pick last year and my pick this year was going to be Ben Simmons. But I don't know what's going on. I don't know what that'll look like when he's back. I don't know where he'll end up. I think he's also, like, he's kind of got a bit of a stink on him anyway. I don't know if he wants to play. Yeah, oh, yeah, the story of it is not good. Yeah. Unless um, he comes in and saves a team out of nowhere, and yeah, no, it's not. It's not going to be good, and he, yeah, and so I, so I went away from that pick. I would love to pick our homeboy uh, Miles Turner, but I just don't know if our team defense will be good enough, and yeah. our record will be good enough. And I, God, I don't want Rudy Gobert to win it again. No, well, and they want they want rebounds. And I feel like there was like a Miles, and they're like, yeah, he doesn't do much. They still get, give him a bunch of points, right? And it's like all he gets is blocks, but so who, I mean, unless it's a case where he just gets so many blocks that it's like, yeah, you can't ignore him. But I end up going with Anthony Davis. The yeah. Lakers always end up having one of the top defenses, and now that LeBron's as old as he is. I think Davis usually gets the most credit. Yeah, he's always one of the top shot blockers. Yep, gets a bunch of rebounds. It's not yep. a bad pick. Well, and uh, and he's been close so many times that you it's know like, the last time a guard won. Defensive player of the year? A guard. Kawhi? No, he's considered a forward. I thought they didn't shooting guard. Last time a guard. Gary Payton. It was in 1996. Wow. Um, I thought that was interesting. But, yeah, Rudy won. Rudy Gobert's won three of the last four. So, again, if we're thinking the storyline of it, surely voters are tired of voting, voting for him. And what well, the that, other that one was Giannis... And so, I think uh, they're a little tired of him getting awards. They're tired of him getting awards. I think if the Heat do really well and they're going to have a great defense, I think it could be Jimmy Butler or uh, Bam Adebayo. Um, those would make sense. And so I'm going to I'm going to go with Bam. Yeah, I, I um, could see him getting it. Uh, but I think. I think they're also probably itching to give him some sort of award. Um, and I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if the if they if they can climb near one of the better defenses, which I'm not sure if they're going to be able to. But I wouldn't be that shocked if Draymond ends up getting it, just because 
he's always linked to it. Yeah, yeah. And if they, they, if they, if they're making like a comeback and they start to yeah. climb back up, if his name's gonna be in talks, yeah. Which I don't know why he's terrible, but <laughs> hey. if they win, it's because Steph wins. It is. It is. Um, so is that was that all the awards? I think so. Yeah. They need um, to come up with new awards. Any last fun ones? What? What? Okay, let's be our last thing. What could be a fun award? I don't know. Um, Hot dog eating contest. <laughs> Who would uh, win? That'd be a fun one. That'd be James Harden again. I think there should. I think there should be like uh, the way there's like rookie of the year. There should be like the best like ten plus year veteran award. Like who's like that'd be fun. Like, but not like the best player, you know. But like the who's guy a teammate, kind of like teammate role player. Yeah. Uh, Mike Conley, like boom. a like Jay Crowder probably would have won last year. Like whatever award Jay Crowder would have won last year, I want that award to exist. Then Mike Conley could have gotten it. Mike Conley could win an award like that. Yeah, where, you, yeah. where you're like that's the fourth. Was... You're the fourth best starter, fourth or fifth best starter. Yeah, and but you're good. That's you're what like I was going to pick for. Who would be my mom's friend? Oh, question. who's going to be Mike Conley? Yeah, yeah. Zach had a question that was. Uh, who would most likely be my mom's friend? I took it as who would be my mom's friend, yeah. and I I picked T.J. McConnell, yeah, because he oh, he, he wears crosses a lot, and yeah. I think my mom and him could relate. And he just had a baby, and she would babysit. Uh, I I would just my I just thought because he seems really nice. <laughs> he's really nice. My mom would and have he's a from good Indiana. Yeah, they could talk it, about Indiana. It would be good. Um, well, anyways, thanks for talking basketball with me, Zach. Yeah. And th- if you're still here, thank you for listening. It was fun. All right. Uh, go Pacers. Go, go Pacers.